Welcome back to the Ancient World Lyceum edition. Only now we are inside. It's uh, late in the evening. We have a cup of tea. And so it's more like a, a late night tea edition. So we're going to talk about the inner self or the inner world. Uh, we're reading a great book and then have some examples of, of how this concept of your inner world has changed over time. It's uh, You could also see this in a much larger context. We talked earlier about how from between 3000 and 2000 years ago there was a gradual shift both in the in the like in the biblical stories and also in in the jewish history and also in the greek history and philosophy there's a gradual shift from more a, a collective social way of experiencing yourself to having an expanding uh, experience and and kind of a a time when you're spending inside your own thoughts also than alone and how you see yourself is becoming more of a, of a of a separate unit that you will identify as yourself so we're now going to talk about uh, four thinkers uh, from the ancient times and one a bit more recent so uh, we have plato and plotinus and augustine and then also john locke so the first one is, and this is from the book uh, Augustine and the Inner Self by Philip Carey from the introduction, and then he describes it like this. He, he has four snapshots of the inner world. So the oldest one is Plato's picture from the allegory of the cave. An eye that has escaped from bondage in the lower darkness is now gazing upward away from itself at the sun. There is no inwardness here, but there is a key concept, intelligibility or intellectual vision, which will be at the heart of later Platonist inwardness. So that's the first one. The second is Plotinus. The soul is like a sphere revolving around the source of all light at the center of the universe and turning inwards to see it. Our particular soul are each points of light on this revolving sphere capable of looking outward upon the darkness or turning into the inside to behold the realm of light. The inner realm is the Platonist intelligible world, which has now become an inner world. Although unlike Augustine's inner space, it is common to all and not private. Just on the side there, so Plotinus is also the model for Dante's paradise, like the center of existence and light. It's not the same concept, but they are related, or you could say it's inspired by this, that it all emanates from a from a point of existence and and uh, and kind of the well, time and existence and, and the universe and and everything comes out from a from a point of light. Also, the point where there is, this is uh, not private is another way, part of this thinking that. When you discover more of the wisdom and truth about the world, those things are objective things and timeless things that are outside of yourself. So when you discover those things and you feel like you have it in your own mind or in yourself, it's not really yours because it's shared by everyone else who understands the same thing. So, which is also uh, to a large extent what, uh, the, what they're striving towards. Some even at, at the time would say that if you have like those thoughts you have that are not a part of the, the bigger truth or the, uh, the bigger wisdom and the shared wisdom 
are then likely to be not fully developed yet. So there's a kind of a corruption to it. So, the, but that's a bit on the side. The third one is Augustine. So Augustine's picture comes third, and it is of an inner palace with great courtyards open to the sun. To see the light means both entering within and looking upward, combining Plotinus' inward turn with Plato's ascent to vision. The result is that what you find when you turn inward but not upward is your own private inner space. So just you can you can search or, or turn inwards into yourself, but if you don't look up, when you look upwards, you are then part of the shared eternal truth and the eternal wisdom again. But if you don't look up, you are more in your inner private one. And then the fourth one is John Locke. So his picture of the inner world is a dark room where there is nothing to see but images projected within. No sun shines into this room from above, and even the windows afford no direct view of the external world, but only serve as a lens to project images of what is outside onto a black, sorry, blank inner wall. So it's very different. It's also a little bit tempting <laughs> to just note that so Plato, Plotinus, Greeks, Augustine, it's also like Mediterranean, John Locke is more like Northern Europe, and and his his way of thinking about the inner world is is very different. So uh, there might be uh, other things than just not just time that influences kind of his way of conceptualizing his inner world. Uh, okay, so that's all for this one. Uh, we're going to try making a lot more of these ones. Like if if there is time, this could be a daily event even. Um, once we kind of get into the routine. So we have the, the main one, which is maybe once a week, and then the bigger kind of the interviews or the, the group uh, conversations or deeper studies. And then this one will be more like from day to day as we discover things and we are discussing and engaging in interesting ideas with, with great people and having the discussions um, from also our Discord forum and and uh, other, uh, other great chats we're having. So we're going to stop it there with this thought about the inner world, how to think about it. Um, it's always fun to to examine something that seems obvious, or maybe it's just been like something you thought about as something natural, or or uh, it's just been been there, and then you can start to discern it a little bit and think that part of it might just be uh, by instinct or nature. Part of it is something that's also learned, or is part of the history, or part of the culture. Uh, okay, so we're going to stop it here. And uh, so let's just thank you so much for listening and uh, talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm.